tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to Downsizing Your Home and Life radio show, where it's all about finding ways to a clear path to stress-free downsizing in order for you to live your best life. Each week, we will discuss where to begin, how to select where to live, the best methods to sort and monetize your stuff, as well as the proper steps to valuing and listing your home in order for you to fast forward and start living your new life. Now, here is your host, Ann Nori, the downsizing coach, an experienced award-winning realtor, auctioneer, and personal property appraiser, bringing you much-needed information to help you navigate the steps of becoming financially whole as you successfully downsize your home and life. Hi, David. Thank you for being here with us. Um, welcome to Downsizing Your Home and Life Radio. What an honor to have you here. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank office. you, man. Thank what you so much for having me. My pleasure. What an incredible backdrop that you have there in your Miami yeah, office. Yeah. Pretty fantastic. Yeah, we, uh, we started going back to the office about two months ago. We did the home thing for some time and it worked beautifully, but uh, there's nothing like uh, going to an office. I mean, you want to talk about concentration, especially when you have a one and a half year old running around the house. So uh, this is definitely uh, my, my little sanctuary. <laughs> uh, isn't it? So let's just dive in and full disclosure, David is my brother-in-law and, and you're married to my wonderful and beautiful sister. And they have a fabulous little baby boy <laughs> named Brickle Kassir, who is the <laughs> love of my life, who's the little <laughs> prince in the family. And I have to tell you, it's just such a joy to watch and see. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to get back there since February for his first birthday yet to visit with you guys. But uh, what a pleasure to have you on and to share your 25 years of wealth management experience and as a principal with Manic uh, Investment Private Capital and to share with our audience your extensive knowledge is, is quite an um, exciting day. Thank you. Of course, of course. Anything I can do to help. It's so exciting. let's... Absolutely. So, you know, we have so many people, uh, of course, my sister and I, and we both have always been, you know, in the many years within real estate, we have so many clients coming forward with the downsizing and asking so many questions while we're consulting them about the downsizing journey. And, um, I, and you as a financial <clears throat> advisor, I wanted to ask you and wealth management, what does downsizing look like to you and for the clients that you work with? So, uh, so this is uh, one of the several stages of life, uh, and, and we tend to become more relevant in, the, uh, in that conversation when downsizing becomes a reality for people, especially when they're three years out. 
that's when things start to come, become more real for them. Uh, and then that's when they feel impelled that, hey, we need to talk to a financial planner or financial advisor. We need to settle our affairs just so that they can transition. And, and, and we help them in that transition every step of the way, which gives them peace of mind. Because I think uh, the enormity of it is, is that there's many moving parts, not just uh, retiring from work, but what next? So we, we unearth what retirement looks like. You know, and, and retiring doesn't mean uh, having to not work ever again. It could just simply mean closing one chapter opening up another chapter and just continuing the uh, the uh, continuing work but in in a in, in a in a way that brings you joy uh because now you're in this uh place in life where you're not having to work but you work right. because you love it so 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 we explore those uh, the parameters of that, right? And I mean, over the years, I've seen so many of uh, your clients that you've worked with really, um, and again, because your main office started here in Northern Virginia off area, you still have your Tyson's Corner headquarters. And uh, it's amazing to see that uh, the, the so many different scope of clients that you've worked with, whether they're in the uh, armed forces or with the military or with some sort of government agency here in the northern and i've chatted with so many of your different clients and it's so interesting to see as you said a lot of people end one one career and they might leave uh you know the public sector in some way or another and then emerge into the private sector and that in itself is going to have a different way or a different look to it therefore their lifestyle and their needs might you know require them to change or or you know they're ready to make that look differently that's a great point so I would say, you know, as, as people are transitioning and they're starting to go from one phase of life to the next phase of life, uh, or they're potentially empty nesters now, the kids have moved on and uh, they no longer need that main residence and they're thinking about the next chapter. Um, you as a big investor yourself, what is your feedback for sellers or for individuals looking at this journey about the fact that they have more than one option. Is it better that they should sell or, or should they be renting as they go from one you know, property to the next? Sure, that's a great question. I get that question a lot. Um, there's also, uh, just to add to the first question, there's, uh, before I go on to this question, sure. uh, people downsize for a number of reasons. It could be uh, COVID related downsize because of a furlough. It could be a downsize of means because um, other factors, whether it's medically induced and or just uh, for, for one reason or another, just a simplification of life. Uh, right. So there's a number of reasons to downsize. It not necessarily has to be earmarked towards retirement. Uh, right. One of the areas that I've seen a tremendous amount of downsizing in the D.C. metro area, which is a bubble of sorts, but it's a great bubble, is that you have a lot of folks that have spent 30 plus years in the federal government. They've got right. a, a, a blanket mm -hmm. uh, of, uh, of security with pensions and everything mm -hmm. coming to them. So now they go into the private sector. They start a uh, husband and wife defense contracting business. 
um, but they still have those vast deep contacts in the federal government. So they're able to grow a business, but in the interim, they downsize so that they can grow their business. So downsizing is helpful on so many different levels right. because it, it, it either fuels your growth for later, for later in life in, in the vocation of your dreams, or it could be that you just want to not work ever again. So, so it's a very broad subject matter. But right. it's one that has worked for many clients. Now, whether to buy or sell just depends on what stage of life you're in. So if you're in the right. 50s and you're making that transition after 30 years in the federal government uh, and you want to downsize, yeah, downsize to another home. And yes, uh, I, I would be an advocate to find a home because mm -hmm. the, the possibility of you living another 30, 40 years is very, very high. But if you're downsizing and you're 70 plus years old, and I've, I've had some clients where I've had, you know, some deep heart-to-heart -heart conversations about committing themselves to another massive mortgage in their 70s and 80s. And, and I, I can't seem to get through to some folks. But yeah. what ends up happening is they, they go do what they do. And then all of a sudden, a year or two later, they start exhibiting signs of uh, dementia, Alzheimer's. Things start to come up. And... They're saddled with this massive mortgage. And right. in my mind, I'm like, well, maybe that, maybe you should have uh, gone into a retirement community or rented something that uh, that's taken care of. Uh, so uh, there's there's many different areas of downsizing that we can talk on. But but I think yes, I mean, if if you were if if you're on the younger side, you're downsizing. Ideally, find another place would be. Would, would be preferred so right. that you could have uh, some uh, some appreciation over the years. Right, uh, right, right. Um, you know what's really interesting is, I think we talked about this a couple of months ago, David, is how we see a lot of clients that we work with, they might have a, let's say, a million-dollar property here in Northern Virginia. Mm -hmm. They sell that million-dollar property thinking, you know what, we've been in this home for 25 years, let us sell this property, go from this and, and move to Florida. They go to Boca Raton. They, you know, start to look at properties and then sure. they're like, we'll buy a condo here in Northern Virginia. We'll buy a condo in Florida. The kids can come and so forth. But what happens is even though they're downsizing, they still have a financial commitment for a million dollars because now they're buying two $500,000 properties. So sometimes um, what, you know, like we were talking about, people don't consider that now they've got two sets of expenses. They've got all of their utilities up here. They still have their utilities down there. So it's important to look at all of the details of, of what they were, you know, what all of the smaller increments and, and finances might look like with having two sets of two, two properties in a sense. Yeah, no, uh, re retiring in Florida has been tremendous. I mean, in the last uh, 12 months, I read somewhere where 663,000 people from the Northeast transitioned to all parts of Florida. North Carolina wow. is tremendous right now with retirees, yes. especially the fact that they don't tax, from what I read, federal benefits for folks mm -hmm. that are retiring from the, from the federal government. So, I mean, there's uh, so there are other states to retire to that are lower in cost versus mm -hmm. being in the DC metro area. I mean, right. I think the DC metro area is a great place to raise a family, thrive, have kids, but then 
later in life, if you really want to kind of mitigate the rising costs of mm -hmm. living, mm -hmm. uh, you may want to look at other states that are more friendly, where things uh, uh, might be a little bit slower, but the cost of things is much less than what Northern Virginia is, at least at this moment. Uh, so uh, Florida doesn't have any state income taxes, no personal property income Great tax. Point. I mean, uh, no annual vehicle inspections mm -hmm. you have to do every year. Like right. these little nuances just make life easier. So And they yeah, add up and they add up to the bottom line. They do. They do. So, so if you're if 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 you're if you have multiple streams of income from rental properties, pensions, what have you, right. the state of Florida doesn't have any income tax. So, wow. uh, or Tennessee doesn't have any income tax. Delaware does. There's other states, not just Florida, but but it just speaks to the fact that uh, it makes sense that the warmer weather, no state income taxes, is really been a boon for people that are making that transition, uh, and then. I've got many clients that have uh, transitioned out of Northern Virginia to Delray. Delray is a big one, actually. Yeah, People sure. love Delray. Uh, and it's such a pretty little town that's just been uh, developed this late. But mm -hmm. um, these folks have sold their homes in Alexandria, Virginia. They've moved to Delray. They live on a golf course. They're golfing five days a week. They're eating in the best restaurants that are facing the ocean. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you look at that, picture of, of what they've done like what do they have to complain about like life is good for them they all, i mean their highlight of their day is posting right. uh, their entree that they're eating at their favorite <laughs> restaurant and and but but they're not driven by stress and having to be somewhere and go do right. something and and they're surrounded by palm trees everywhere so palm trees uh, that makes so, it so amazing um yeah. but you brought up a great point right so they bought a property perhaps in their new city right that they're moving to so maybe there's a consideration in there instead of buying two smaller properties they could buy one in their final destination state and continue to rent one short term to see if they really are going to be transitioning back and forth in their original home state, right? Because we still have people that sometimes come and go. So there are two pockets that we're starting to see. Those that are transitioning full time to their new city of choice and those that are now starting to maintain two residences. So it certainly is an interesting um, conversation to be had if they... So, so I might add to that, the, the advice that I typically give uh, mm -hmm. to a lot of people is uh, it, when, when they're three years out of retirement, but they right. know without a shadow of a doubt that they don't want to be in North Virginia or DC, is I, I tell them buy in the place they see themselves living three years from now. And while it's empty, ah, that's they, a great they, point. They, they, can, they can work on the home. Over the next three years, they can they can go down there, spend the weekends, visualize themselves. So we 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 do this vision casting in the office where we we imagine that okay, you're 67 years old. It's 11 a.m. You're in North Carolina in your new home. What are you doing at this moment? Uh, are you cooking breakfast? Are you playing with the grandkids? How, how, what's the weather like? So when I take them to that place mentally, it 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 kind of, uh, I can tell like they feel soothed. Yes, they feel yes. like, uh, like they start to resonate a different energy. Uh, because when they come into a meeting, they're usually defensive and uh, locked up. But, but when we start to look ahead and all of a sudden, 
it becomes an exciting journey that, oh, wow, okay, so I'm going to set up these alerts with uh, my, my realtor, and I'm going to look for properties uh, that match my filter, and I'm, every day I'm going to get an email that match what the possibilities are of that home that I'm potentially going to retire in. Love it. So, so, it, so I always tell people, don't look for homes now, but look for the home that you will see yourself in three years from now. Great um, advice. So that's, that's, that's one of my big things. I have to share with our listeners, what an incredible gift you have, David, for just so. in the sense of creating that vision. You're incredibly spiritual yourself. You love, uh, you know, you, you've always, you're, you always have this incredible ability and clarity of projecting what you want that future to look like. <laughs> and I think one of the biggest takeaways for our listeners today is in order to start any journey, in order to have that roadmap, in order to achieve your goals, we need a start point and we need an end point, right? And so therefore you, you envision where you currently are. And as you so skillfully said, they need to consider and think about and visualize and, and create that image of where they want to be, how they want that home to look like. Is it a single, uh, you know, um, is it a standalone residence? Is it a condo? Is it a townhome? What would that potentially look like? And, uh, and then start to create that sure. vision and, and make it more and more robust. And once they've committed to that, right? that's when it really becomes a reality. And then the rest of the stuff, what do they do with the stuff and how do they analyze their their living in? Those things are no longer as important and as difficult to make decisions about because they've kind of released where they are and they're looking forward to the journey of where they're headed. Yeah, and it gives them inspired action. I mean, we had a client uh, that uh, was working for, Lord knows 25 plus years at a, uh, at a particular uh, agency within the DOD uh, and he had a disability, but, but he knew he was going to retire out of state. And we started looking for um, multifamily. I, I talked to him into the idea of he originally, he was looking at a condo and I'm like, listen, that, that to me is the worst investment. Uh, you're, you're not married. Uh, you, you like the idea of, of having maybe more income later in life. Uh, let's look at multifamilies, like a two unit. He, was, he had his eye uh, in an area on New Hampshire on the coast. And, um, and we started, uh, we created some alerts. And uh, my gosh, within three months, he found a three unit, uh, two blocks from the beach. Um, and wow. what's, what's, what's interesting is he did make that a reality. And, and, and now he is living in one of the units. The other two units are subsidizing the cost of the house. And he's so thrilled Bravo. and pumped that now he just closed on a second multifamily. But that works for him. Yeah, you know, he does have a life partner. She was on board. Um, and um, that's it. I mean, it, it's, 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 uh, it, but, but now we've created uh, a secondary pension through the means of real estate. So, uh, there's there's many ways it. to do this. 
So again, that comes with working with the right professional, being able well, to help you envision yeah. and create that path and look at your current circumstances and, and advise you as to, you know, what that journey might look like, what the steps might be, what, what that length of time is. And that's a I, great yeah. point. I love hearing that story, David. Yeah. No, Very I mean, informative. I think, I think there are many roads to Babylon. Uh, you want to align yourself with an advisor that has the not only the business acumen, but also the investment acumen to look at all roads that lead right. to Babylon. And the challenge with most folks in my uh, space right. is they only know one thing. They've only been trained in one thing. So they, they offer advice and solutions to outcomes that, that might not fit that particular client's life. I mean, right. uh, I, who's to say that investing in the, in the stock market, the bond markets are the right choice for some people. So, uh, but to make sure that you align yourself with a professional that you need to ask the question, hey, uh, I see you're in this business of get, doing financial planning. Um, by the way, do you, do you, besides your house, do you own any other properties? So if so, that way Great you can point. identify with someone that's an expert in the in in that space. I mean, right. it's really super critical because mm -hmm. whatever you want has to align with the person that you want to hand over exactly. your money to. Exactly, that that's such an incredibly important point, David, that you bring to the surface. That everyone talks the talk but not necessarily have the experience or, you know, the, the proof to be able to demonstrate they're actually um, living the life of what they're preaching. So it's yeah, very no, important I mean, to understand yeah. that. Yes, no, I, I totally agree yeah. with you. you. You have to, yeah, no, I think, I think, and, and that's, and that I think in, it, we're, we're in the type of professions where we work with people, we have to advise people, uh, just as you advise people on real estate, I have to advise people on other holistic matters uh, that go beyond finance. So it, right. it, it's important that I, yes, I've walked in those shoes. I have transitioned to Florida full time. I do have a home here. I did buy all these apartment buildings and that is supportive of my grander vision, right? So yeah, every little thing uh, helps, but all that experience, I can translate that to actual outcomes for people, you know? That's a wealth of knowledge and having diversification, right? And, and I think oh, that's nice. for it's, any portfolio, right? Yeah. Diversification, having somebody who kind of understands it, that's living the life and, and really helping their clients really accelerate their and really implement their visions and their of dreams course. the way they see fit. Absolutely. Um, one of the important points that you mentioned is as we again talked about individuals that might be transitioning from one one point in their life to the next and they're considering whether it's a change in their job or a change in their career or lightening their schedule right not really downsizing talk to us about how that might look like if they would like to still continue working in some scope with their financial uh, you know diversification and their portfolio what would that might look like if the person is going through a transition in life? They're going through a transition, but they don't want to stop working. Got so, yeah. you know, how would yeah. that look yeah. like if they want to continue working? Of course. I mean, uh, the, the thing that is, is I, I, that, that's also a very common uh, thing uh, that comes up often in many conversations. Right. 
you talk to uh, head of households, people that uh, are, are kind of done with their former 20 plus year career and something's tugging at their heartstrings. Something is telling them to do this X, right? So, so I, I'm a big encourager of moonlight as right. you're working, moonlight and, mm -hmm. and, and sample that newfound career. Uh, so if you want to go from, uh, let's assume the person works at, uh, works in the government, but has a desire in becoming uh, a, a recruiter and wants to start a recruitment company, right. then, then align yourself uh, with people that do just that. Uh, polish up your LinkedIn, uh, join certain groups. I mean, it, there, there's so many different ways that you can start to um, get into the habit and the feeling of what that looks like. Mm -hmm before you actually engage into that second career. But, but I'm a big fan of moonlighting. I think strategically, and I think as a defensive measure, everyone should also have a plan B because you just mm -hmm. never know. I mean, uh, look at what's happening around the world now with businesses having to shut down again and what have you. Uh, it, it helps having a plan B. It helps having other income sources in place to fortify your financial affairs and that's and, mm -hmm. and that's I mean this this topic of downsizing is now more relevant than ever before because people have been uh, succumbed to the river of life you know we all go down the river of life and right. some go down without an oar so they <laughs> are bumping the, the, the both uh, right. sides of the canyon ah. and, and, and that's painful but if, imagine you had an oar and you were able to go around the crazy eddy and go around all these rocks. That way, you can, you're in control of your life. You know, you know, and that's the beauty about having multiple streams of income is that it does provide a hedge against a calamity like what we're seeing now around the world. You know, incredible, uh, incredible advice, right? And it, and it's all no matter what stage. Is there a point where it's too late to start planning? Is there such a thing? No, I, I mean, I, I don't believe so. Uh, I mean, I think anyone that, I'm just going to be frank and say that there's going to be a point in life where you stop buying green bananas. You just, and, and maybe you're uh, at that age in life where you got to just buy the right bananas at the grocery stores because you just don't know. Why. So, so yes, I mean, there's different uh, durations for certain plans. There's plans that are really short-term in nature, plans that are very long-term and intermediate plans. But I think that it just depends on your health. And, 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 I, and, and, and if, if you're healthy, I mean, I know people here in my neck of the woods that are seven years old. I'm running every morning and I see 70 plus year old men and women jogging away and they're healthy and the possibilities, yes, they're probably gonna live another 15, 20 years. So yes, I think it's relevant depending on where you are at this juncture with your health and everything else, you know. Oh, okay, I think you just made the most 
cutest statement I've ever heard. The most wisest statement. At some point, you're going to, have to stop buying the green bananas. <laughs> That's it's, pretty amazing. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> because because it's just, I mean, it's just life, you know? It is, and it, and it gives you an interesting perspective. That's why I think it's... Um, it's it's food for thought for sure, right? And and it really through the process of the downsizing of what we want it to look like and where we want to be with the, at the different stages and how we plan things accordingly. So let's jump into the real estate aspect. Someone's ready to sell. What would that look like for somebody working with their financial advisor? What is, what are your suggested or recommended steps for their consideration? So if we're in a if we're in one of the annual meetings, or if let's say we're in a discovery meeting where it's it's a newer family that we're working with, um, and they mention that they are interested in relocating and or selling, uh, we immediately that's an immediate red flag. So that is a goal. We we set that as a definitive that we come up with definitive dates, an idea of okay, if we were to sell. What does after the sale look like? Uh, wh where do we go from here? Uh, do you want to live where you are currently living within the same proximity? Do you want to relocate to a, another state, be around uh, grandchildren? There are many reasons why people make the move. I have some folks that sold everything and bought a million dollar RV and they're living it up and they're going from coast to coast. They don't have to worry about COVID on an airplane. They're just traveling. Um, so, or, so, or <laughs> sailboats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or 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 or, or, or sailboats. But yeah. but uh, but I think that uh, sooner or later we all have to, uh, or we eventually have to sell our homes. Now, if we right. if if we want to just remain in the homes, that's perfectly okay. Just be aware that uh, there's rising costs to maintaining those homes. People forget that the cost of a home goes beyond the mortgage payment and the principal and then, or excuse me, the mortgage payment and the escrow, which is taxes and insurance. You have, you have other costs that are associated sure. uh, with, with that home. And, and that's maintenance, that's uh, just, uh, just a multitude of other things. So it's never just your mortgage payment. Now, if the house is paid for, then all you really have is maintenance costs. But, but if that's, if, but depending on the age of the home, I mean, you have to start to ask yourself, is it worth it over uh, when, when you're older right. and you want to spend more of your time doing other things? Uh, at what juncture does the house become not a house, but uh, a chore? And then, and then you, you just have to get like either wash your hands of it or, or transition to a newer home that doesn't have maintenance headaches you know right and i mean it's such an important consideration to take i know you had uh, a client that you were working with that you had referred to us um and and the client his wife had passed away and they had significant updates to do in the home and you know before we we were introduced and we got in there to advise them you know they were ready to spend what three hundred thousand dollars to make these updates and additions and things that sometimes people feel that they had not had an opportunity to do, they felt they should do to get the optimal return. So one of the most important considerations I think is having an understanding is what is it that you're gonna be putting into that property? Is it really a wise decision to do so? Or what is the, you know, what's important to be done and not to be done? And that could be a conversation that I know you get involved in is really looking at the financial aspects of 
what is overextension and, and are they going to see that return on their investment? So that's an important consideration yeah. for our listeners to really yeah, have. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Um, and one of the, uh, you started to hit on that. Talk to us about the tax ramifications about selling and what are the current limits and, and what would that look like for a single individual or married couple um, and, and so forth? So, so the uh, capital gains that's associated from the sale of your home, should you have a capital gains and you're single, uh, you're, you're, you're allowed to uh, walk away with $250,000 in tax-free gains. If you're married, then, then that doubles to $500,000. And then anything over that will right. be taxed at a capital gains rate, uh, just depending on how long you've owned the home. And I think it's two out of five years, if I'm not mistaken. I just want to clarify um, what capital gains would be. So let's say somebody purchased their house, uh, their home 30 years ago for $300,000. And uh, now they're selling their home for $500,000, right? That they have a $200,000 profit. So that difference is considered capital gains. So just to clarify. But, but that's, yeah, so that would be all tax-free. That would be tax-free because, and repeat your limits again, for a single person, how much can so it be tax-free? 250000 and then for, for, for married couples, it's uh, 500000 So 500000 So that income that they're, you know, the excess income from the original cost to their sales cost could be tax-free benefit for them to take and to be able to, to use in any right. way that they That's choose, right. which is tremendous. That is an amazing opportunity uh, for, for growing wealth, right? Is to sell the real estate. And that could be an important consideration also for a state. Very much so. Absolutely. I mean, I have people that have done that five times in 10 years mm -hmm. and they've made hundreds of thousands of dollars just by moving every couple of years, fixing right. up a home and, they've worked it in such a way where those gains are tax-free. Mm -hmm. That's uh, an excellent way. I think probably one of the smartest way of, of building wealth is through real estate, like you mentioned, buying and selling. And every two years currently, you have to have that home as your primary residence, from my understanding. And if you That's sell right. it after two years as your primary residence, then you can have the 250000 Sure. Uh, yeah. For the single or for 500 for the married. Um, again, lots of great and incredible strategies that you've shared with us, Dave. Thank you so much about the diamond journey, about the time when uh, individuals can consider that transition. And it's not just about the finances, it's really more about the life path and how they decide to turn the page and really analyzing the options that are available to them and how to really deal with them. Um, I can't thank you enough for sharing with us your incredible wealth, which is gained from life experience for many years. And it's beautiful. I, I mean, I have to tell you, David, and uh, throws the most magnificent events and, and uh, client appreciation events. And it's such a joy to see and hear from his clients um, in regards to their experiences with him. And, and that is one of my favorite uh, parts of your holiday parties is hearing from your clients and their wonderful appreciation of how you've helped them build wealth and really uh, expand their their financial uh, situation. So thank you so much, David. How Absolutely. can people get in, get in contact with you? 
if they want to get in contact with us, um, I'll just give my website, actually. Sure. Uh, all of our information is there. It's mana, like mana from heaven, uh, wealthmanagement.com. And then uh, they can simply uh, reach out to us from there. That sounds wonderful. You and your team are absolutely phenomenal. I appreciate your time today, and it's such a joy. Please give baby Brickle a hug and a kiss sure from me. You're most welcome. Thank you, <laughs> and a big hug to my beautiful sister. And Alrighty. I miss you all, and we look forward to seeing you soon. So thank you Very so soon, much for giving our listeners a blessed day. And we look forward to you tuning in again to Downsizing Your Home and Life Radio. Thank you. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, David. Thank you for listening to the Downsizing Your Home and Life Radio Show. It would mean the world to me if you clicked to subscribe to our show so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Please share our link with friends who may also be considering the downsizing journey and leave us a rating and review so that we know how well we are doing. For more resources, visit thedownsizingcoach.com. Wishing you great success in planning your steps to living your best life. I look forward to greeting you for our next show.